Hang on. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like freaking out. Down for the count. Down for the count. Oh, defeating and being knocked down. Oh, that's like in boxing. The best pickup lines are knocked ones down and that... unable to get up again. Dang yeah. it, I am an idiot. <laughs> the best pickup lines <laughs> confuse the person you're trying to pick up. The best pickup lines are the ones you have to explain. <laughs> Just yeah. like yeah. jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dang. Like my chainsaw one. Yeah, <laughs> your chainsaw pickup line is so stupid. Can you say it? Oh, on the podcast, do it. Pull okay, that. Hold. Hey, pull that microphone closer to you. Okay. Pull it close like to you the, and talk really. Well, just, no, just, just in general. general. Yeah. Just pull okay. Closer. My pickup line. Hey, girl, are you a chainsaw? Because brum brum bra 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 brum. When I tell you that I cried laughing <laughs> the first time <laughs> when Chase said that. Not in like a picking up faith context, but we were talking about pickup lines in our like little squad and he said it to Faith and she was sobbing with laughter and we finally got her to like get a coherent thought out and she's wiping away tears and she goes, it's just so stupid. Yeah, it is. It's I think it's hilarious. It's the worst thing that I've ever heard. Oh, right. anyway. Well, that's harsh. <laughs> Welcome back to the pyramid guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name's Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. This is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. <laughs> um, and also if you can hear the dehumidifier in my apartment, it's because I have allergies and I need to keep it on. <laughs> so so sorry. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, this week I have with me a returning guest. Faith, Hello. but I also have a newbie guest, Hello. my friend JD. Hi. <laughs> Very excited. So excited. Very excited. Um, JD, tell us, tell the class, tell the squad mm -hmm. about your experience in capital T, capital A, the arts. Capital T. You know uh, what I mean? As yeah, an industry. The arts. As an industry. Or as like a, you know. As the arts. As an institution. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As an idea. Uh, well, I, I started my coffee in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I started like in middle school. I started doing text for some shows because it would get me out of, you know, school. Um, and I'm, I'm, I love attention. So I just started like auditioning more and more. So I was doing I that, that in high school mm -hmm. and then played music the entire time, mm -hmm. uh, like instrumentals stuff or like instruments and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, um, almost went to school for that, but I didn't want to make it a competition totally so i well we're here to talk about competition in exactly the arts. well yeah. that just reaffirmed my point yeah <laughs> you're like i'm glad i didn't yeah, do I this I yeah totally mom to become a dance mom <laughs> right um and so went to school for audio engineering surrounded by arts stuff of mm -hmm. course so i still do a bunch of that and then on the side i do a bunch of art stuff like uh freelance i do music for stuff mm -hmm. I do video game stuff i do whatever yeah honestly i get bored easily so yeah. whatever i can learn that week yeah, arts people are always freelancing people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like you're, you know, at a certain extent, you're making money off of your hobby. Yeah. So it's like, well, I guess, it, yeah, I'm a freelancer now because yeah. it's something I want to get paid for. It's just too uh, few and far in between the gigs totally. to make a living right now. Totally. But. And people always say that like, because we live right outside of Nashville and people are always like, oh, Nashville's a place for audio people, which is true. Oh, yeah. But it's very oversaturated. Like everybody's an audio person. Everybody's yeah, a musician. Not here. everyone's good. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> is the truth. You got to, you know, like get through the weeds of all the people who yeah. think they're really good and they're like, kind of yeah. not. It's mainly knowing people too. 
Yes. Like every gig I've gotten, including the job I have now, is from knowing people. Mm -hmm. So I have no clue how to job hunt. Yeah, same. I don't thrive in this environment. Same. I don't either. It is a struggle <laughs> in the streets applying hard. for jobs that is just like a cold, um, yeah. like a like a cold application. You don't know anybody. A cold approach. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I just really want the job. <laughs> Too shy and anxious. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um. What is your experience with Dance Moms? Uh, I've known of it for a while. Uh huh. I there have been many uh, like field trips in high school and middle school where a friend of mine and I were were saying as a joke to each other, but I was committed. I commit. To of course, bit. of course, committed um, to the bit. Always. Yeah, always. Uh, we <laughs> said, "Hey, let's watch Dance Moms on the way there." Yes. And then he he didn't even sit next to me on the bus, so it was, oh dang, it didn't even happen. But it's been in like your periphery. Oh yeah, like I've you known know of that it it's forever. And this is the yeah. first episode I've ever watched it was today, like yeah. ten minutes ago. <laughs> I've, been, I've been baptized into dance moms. Dang, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh boy, wow. yeah, a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the pyramid of like the world or like our lives in general, bottom level stuff. Who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. What you got, Faith? So we are recording this. Well, it's not the morning anymore, it's but it was. Uh, yeah, um, it's not the morning anymore. My bottom of the pyramid is mornings in general um, because hate. I hate them. And I have tried so hard to be a morning person because everyone wants you to believe that if you are, then you're more productive. So I've tried sure. waking up early. I've tried, you know, being leisurely about it. I'm just not a morning person. So it really impacts my life actually because you have to work in the mornings. So, <laughs> not trying right. to solve your problems, but do you go to sleep early? No, of course not. That's oh, fair. well then right. that's I the problem. Most, yeah, I see I, the issue. Yeah. I know. I love like some people like being awake before everyone else is and that feels calming. Mm -hmm. I like being awake after I know everyone else has gone to sleep. Like I want to be oh, awake yeah. at like 12:30 in the morning when I know everyone else is asleep. Like the 12:30 like, in the yeah. morning. That that's not no one's asleep then. I know. Well, like in your like apartment complex yeah, or wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. It feels like the world is asleep. You live near a bunch of old people. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, my bottom of the pyramid is um <laughs> travel cups that don't fit in cup holders. Valid. I have a like embarrassingly large amount of coffee cups, mm -hmm. water bottles, all the things. And Nothing makes me um, the most angry in the least amount of time than when I have like a thermos of coffee and I go to put it in the coffee yeah. or in the cup holder in my car and the cup holder's too small. If you're gonna make a travel cup, why would you not put it at a size that it could be traveled in? Yeah, with? it's a safety issue, honestly. It's stupid because then you have to drive with one hand. It's it's just dumb. And then like my car's really small, and so now I can like reach around and put it in because for some reason the cup holder that's in between my back seats is bigger is bigger but the <laughs> cup holder that's right like next to me is small that's so annoying. so i like went yesterday to put my thermos of coffee on the way to work stick it in the cup holder and it just like hit the top and i was like oh my god like this <laughs> is like immediately furious i feel like we have a universal standard size all cup holders and all the cars are yeah. supposed to be the same yeah. so why don't you just make your cup that size i don't know it's just so stupid just and make all the cup holders bigger yeah exactly yeah. like the whole then you can hold every cup the whole <laughs> the whole mechanic of a travel thermos is traveling yeah that's the whole thing First world so like why would you i don't know it's just so <laughs> stupid i have a hydro flask which 
it's like my emotional support water bottle. Oh. When you see those memes, it's real. And I lost mine recently. My emotional support water bottle's right here. So I've been in a state, but the water bottle does not fit in any cup holder. It's too big. So it's just this aluminum thing that's slinging around my car, causing a bunch that's of ruckus. It's a safety problem. I know. It's all a safety issue. Yeah. We need to write someone a letter. Yeah. We got to fire off an email about that. <laughs> uh, organize a letter writing campaign to yes. people who make cups. JD, what's at the bottom of your pyramid, King? Well, I was going to say work, but now I'm now I'm now I have a passionate argument I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, oh boy, my, my <laughs> if you say Sonic or Paddington, I swear to God, at the bottom of my period. Well, know that me. people in your friend group don't want to talk about this. I'm used to that. <laughs> That's nothing new. Okay. No, uh, my keys here. I'm gonna. This is gonna be visual for a podcast, so I apologize. But That's okay. these keys are relatively old, and now like the fob, the button for the unlock. <gasps> is not there like the soft squishy button yeah i don't know there. what happened but this happened to my old like fob uh-huh and i had to replace this one and now this one's gone too so i have to use like one of my the small house key i have oh to, like, to open press the, the unlock every time <gasps> oh it's geez. so aggravating especially when i'm carrying stuff so you don't have like a key it's just the fob well i have to, i mean i could i it oh, folds out well. to this uh like a like those greasers that have like the knife yeah thing. no mine does that too where it's you push so the button, it's like yeah but i tried that with my car and then just set off the alarm for some reason. exactly for oh some reason it's so stupid it's yeah like they want me to be upset you so need to write to, a letter you have to take a key and stick the key into the fob yeah. to press the unlock Pretty much. sensor i gotta finesse it yeah <laughs> it's so stupid it's i hate that i hate yeah. that um what do you guys have for the middle of the pyramids um so for the middle of the pyramid, I'm an adult now, you know, sure. kind of getting into my thirties. Yeah, I'm one of the olds. <laughs> one of the olds. <laughs> <laughs> my middle of the pyramid is buying a house. I'm in the process of buying a townhouse, mm -hmm. and it is nice because now I can pay my own mortgage and not someone else's with my rent money. You know, period. But there is a lot of parts, moving parts to buying a house that no one tells you about until you're like. What is homeowner's insurance? Yeah. What is title insurance? What is radon? You know, yeah. things that you normal adult people would know, but for your first time buying a house, no one explains it to you mm -hmm. and you don't want to ask stupid questions. So it's just kind of like a not knowing anything about anything. What was it? Radon? Radon is like something that's in the soil, apparently, that you need to get tested, oh. especially in like where we are, there's high levels of radon in the soil because it's kind of wet. And it so like a gaming computer. No. <laughs> so it can be toxic over time if you're breathing in high levels of radon. I didn't know about radon. I didn't know about that either. <laughs> Me either. I didn't know either. I know. <laughs> and so now it's like all this stuff about what does a home warranty cover? What do I need to hire a plumber for? It's just things that I don't yeah. know because I don't have a house right now. So that's the middle of my pyramid because it's independence and it's nice to even be able to afford to buy something, but it is very daunting and difficult to navigate. Have Are either of you Parks and Rec people? Yeah. No. It reminds me of that episode of parks and rec where they're like finally spoiler alert for a show that was on like <laughs> 10 years ago um but when they're finally building the park on the lot yeah and there is a journalist who's hacked into leslie's email and oh, so they yeah, email about yeah exactly soil. and she's she like stands up at the press conference and it's like what about the midi chlorians in the soil and she's like that's from star wars you've been hacking yeah, into bro. my email yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't like how much how many things exist in this world that can kill you that you don't even know exists yeah like, I, yeah, like the dirt i didn't know like the dirt, dirt could kill you right I didn't know dirt kills me yeah. dang i thought we were cool <laughs> gotta get those levels tested dang I'll test all my dirt from now on <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Every time we walk outside, you're like, yeah. Mister, I'm gonna bring a thermod or whatever you use. Yeah. <laughs> when was this tested recently? Yeah. Have you tested your dirt recently? <laughs> um, my middle of the pyramid is the Liam Payne drama. Have you been hearing about this? Mm-mm. Have you been hearing about no. this? Okay. We're either do either of you like have any sort of scope of experience for One Direction? <laughs> I mean, wait, I know yes. just like I thought we were talking about Liam Neeson. Yes, I no, know Liam, Liam Payne. Payne. Okay. Different people entirely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> not the guy from Taken. Yeah, I was like, there's yet. drama about the dad in Taken? Okay, no, I'm on the same not, page. No. His daughter got taken again. <laughs> Dang it, no. Um, Liam Payne from One Direction. So, they're like five members of the band. Mm-hmm. And then they like broke up. They split off. They've all had like individual careers. Obviously, Harry Styles has been the duh. most successful the out of all albums. of them. Yeah, duh. But okay, let me see if I can. Someone I know someone's going to correct me on the internet for this, but I'm pretty sure these are it's all the okay. details. So Liam Payne is like kind of the one out of all of them who was like notoriously the hardest to get along with mm-hmm. him and zane were both kind of punks and everybody else that. was like we just want to like have tours and like make money and they're mm-hmm. like no like we want to you know whatever so liam now is like really big into nfts oh god yeah right <laughs> it's like red flag that's all you gotta say i mean yeah he's an nft bro and he went to an NFT bro convention in Minneapolis recently. An NFT bro convention. Are you that? kidding? Yeah. Well, well, here's the real tea. This is a side tangent. But at the convention, somebody went to the bathrooms and they put a male bathroom sign over the female bathroom sign because they're like, no girls are here. <laughs> oh like there it's that level of like toxic bro like attitude. It's yeah. crazy. So anyway, so he was there doing nft stuff and for some reason he was on a panel with logan paul (laughs) which like i don't understand how those two people met up but like whatever that's terrible and then after it was after the panel was over logan paul has a podcast and he was like liam should be on the podcast since we're both here we have all of our stuff whatever so liam payne who's like three whiskeys in already (laughs) is excuse me i burped is like sitting down with logan paul and i listen guys i have to confess something i watched the whole thing i watched the because they also filmed their podcast yeah i watched it's like an hour and a half i watched the whole thing because i had to know it is truly a stream of consciousness conversation there's no structure so liam just starts like talking out of his butt about one direction (laughs) and he's saying stuff that like everybody knows is not true like because they started on um britain's got talent or like whatever the british version of american idol is or something like that and he was like well simon cowell promised me that i was i was gonna be the star of one direction and that didn't happen but then he's like but i think if you look back at like our photos and like our tours and stuff you can tell that i'm the front man and people are like what <laughs> like what right. i don't even hesitate what are you talking about i don't even know one direction that well and i know it was Harry liam Styles. was like i mean come on liam was always on the corner he was like never he didn't write songs harry styles wrote most of the songs yeah. and like other third-party people but like he would say things like that or then he was like i think it was really well known in the band that like i don't take anybody's bs but i'm not gonna tell you how i made that known oh my god he also said his favorite movie is the joker which is like again a straight man red Red flag flag. like oh boy so it's in the middle because like 
well, also, there was one more thing that I saw on Twitter that I have to say because it is so funny. And I wish I knew who said it, but I can't remember. I'm sorry to this to this person. <laughs> but they said, like, Liam said something because he had, like, his own solo music career, which is not very successful because yeah. he's not that good by himself. No. But he was talking about how great his solo career has been and somebody and how he's like one of the like most successful people to come out of One Direction. And somebody somebody was like, who's going to tell him that Harry Styles edition of Better Homes and Gardens sold more units than his album? (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on. He's like having a complex because Harry Styles is is like, you know what I mean? And it was like the week of Harry's house coming out or like the week after. What a jerk. So he was like obviously like feeling himself about his like like overcompensating. Exactly. So it's in the middle because like the like bad part of it is that he's like lying and he's obviously going through something and also he likes nfts which is like a whole other can of <laughs> yeah. worms um and he likes the he likes joaquin phoenix as the joker like yeah. oh my god All and then, but it's in the middle because it is so funny and it's like i was thinking about this today too that like i love this drama because it is so inconsequential yeah right we're yeah. not finding out he's a predator we're not finding out it's he committed crimes it's just like you're an idiot bro and it's <laughs> on youtube now for yeah. he like out of logan paul his two like dude bro bffs and liam payne liam payne looks the dumbest oh my oh gosh no. logan That's paul hard. is like pretty put together and he's like yeah this these are the lessons i learned from like being canceled after like my scandals on youtube and like yeah. this is how my life is different now and like the other like BFFs that are with him are asking questions and they're like pretty articulate questions. They kind of get derailed at the end talking about girls, which is like, of course they did. But like (laughs) Liam Payne is unhinged and it's hilarious. I'm going to watch it. It is so funny. You should, you should go watch it. Um, I'm kind of mad that he's coming for Harry though. He's so stupid. Like, (laughs) like are we driving down the interstate on a nice day listening to Liam Payne? No. No, we're strip listening that to, down. Are you kidding? That's We're song listening is ass. to Harry Styles, okay? <laughs> I hate and that song. that's a fact. Like, yeah. So middle of the pyramid, because it's like it's sad that he's like obviously going through something and he's also stupid. <laughs> but it's in the middle because it's really <laughs> funny to watch and pretty dumb and inconsequential and like not a crime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. JD, what about that. you? Uh I'm gonna say cats right now. Period. Ooh, uh, I feel that. I feel that. My 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 boy cat, I y'all I've told y'all I had got neutered on monday oh bless him and uh poor boy is making it so difficult he's keeping the cone on more than his sister was thankfully and although he figured out how to get out of it way faster than she did dang as soon as we got home all cats are criminals absolutely yeah (laughs) you know what i mean my cat's um, a criminal one he doesn't he likes to play with the water dish in my room instead of drink from it so every time i come back the carpet's so wet yeah so wet and then um so he has to eat through the cone um and then drink through it. And then I guess he smelled something he didn't like. So he threw up his food. Ugh. But because he had the cone on, he threw up a little bit on his cone. <laughs> oh, so now no. every time he eats his food, he smells throw up. It was a dangerous cycle that he just keeps throwing up. <laughs> can he's, you? No. He's a flipping idiot. Can you tell the audience what your cat's names are? Please? Uh, yeah, his name, the boy's name is Lima. No. And then the girl's name is Pinto. No, it's Lima. No, it's Lima. <laughs> It's his kid. I know, but the fact that they're two beans just makes me laugh every time. And I wanted you to share that. Okay. (laughs) That's really funny. Bless him. That sounds tough. And you, because you're the person. Because, like, that's the thing about pets, right? Is that when they break something, RIP face lamp, or when Mm -hmm. they, like, throw up or like whatever like yeah. you they you they are it. like yeah Taking you're the care of a baby that never grows up it is so 
frustrating. When Liza, I'm not going to forget this, Bestie, wherever you are. She's in there. The Girl, I, she's in the she's table. Taking a nap. She's fully Aww. asleep. Um, yeah, when she broke my lamp, I was like, you don't even understand. Your like tiny little brain doesn't comprehend, comprehend like what is happening. And I have to clean it up. Yeah, that's so annoying. Stupid. Uh, but yeah, that's my middle. Faith. Yes. What's your top of the pyramid, girly? Okay. Again, last time my whole pyramid was about the outdoors. And yes. my top summer of- themed. I remember it was. it was so cute. And now the top of my pyramid is golden hour walks. Um, Dang. If you're not aware, golden hour is like the hour, It's an album hour by Casey half. Musgraves. It's very yeah. good. It, it is a <laughs> It's a song. But it's also the time before the sun completely sets where everything just looks golden. You know, it's. And in the, in the name, How long is it last um, like an hour, an hour and a half, <laughs> what do maybe you think? an hour. <laughs> I don't know for sure. It just looks golden outside, and then you go walk around. But there's like <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's like this park nearby that I always love to go to during golden hour. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I don't want to be stopped. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's the light comes in through the trees, and there's a creek involved. So if you're, it's really really hot. Me and my dog just walked through the creek the other day, and it's like the way that the light is coming through the trees and it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. and i took one out of amanda's book yeah they know my name oh, okay it's in my intro <laughs> oh, <okay>. amanda <laughs> i was like i just said your name they don't um, know my last name host, okay but they know my name <laughs> i took one out of your book and i have started listening to music on my golden hour walks yes. so i just feel like i'm like in a movie yes it's beautiful outside i'm the star Main and sometimes energy. it's sad and sometimes it's not and i just love the whole time that's my top of my pyramid. I love that for you. Thank love you. Me. Thank you. Um, it, yeah, anything to endorse main character energy, sign love me it. up. I love it. Um, my top of the pyramid is just like women. Love that. Yeah. JD, what's right. your period? I'm just kidding. <laughs> women, um, period. I, I'll say women as well. It's like, seriously, like I have a friend who just opened up a business that is really successful and like doing really well. And she sells only plus size clothes Love that. it's from cool. 1x to uh three four or five x mm-hmm. nothing below 1x that's great so like women in our city who feel like they can't shop or who really can't it's not even they feel like it they yeah. can't shop any other like um boutique excuse me they can go to a boutique in downtown nashville and find and it's actually cute stuff too because as we know, the fashion industry hates fat people in general, yeah. but it re- and because it's the fashion industry is also misogynistic. It really hates fat women. Mm-hmm. It really hates yeah. them and wishes that they would just go away. And so like the clothes that are made for plus size women are heinous. Yes. They're so ugly. Like a graphic. Look at a Lane Bryant catalog. Look at a Lane Bryant catalog. <laughs> look at a Torrid website. Like yeah. it is so ugly. And so this store in Nashville, it's called the extended shop. Mm -hmm. Um, It like is only it's cute stuff. It's like stuff that you would see a straight sized woman wear. Yeah. And it's the best. And like so needed a friend of mine who opened it, like she's such a girl boss. It was an idea she had as a plus size woman. She was like, I literally can't shop anywhere or with the places I can't shop. The clothes are so ugly. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I like, this is a store that 15 year old me needed. And I'm going to do it for other people. And it is so cute. And like the store vibe is like the best. So like 
her being there and then also like the women who shop there are like gassing each other up all the time and they're so excited and like I don't know I just feel like recently I've been like noticing like how much positive female energy is in my life and like the women in my life are just killing it and I'm like dang women are the best (laughs) they are you know what I mean we are I said they but it's just like I don't know it's just the best and like yeah like people in my family people in my friend groups like people that are like anytime I'll post something on Instagram and like a woman in the comments will like gas me up or if I post it on my story and they like respond to it and be like oh like it's nice to see you or like this like you look so good or whatever like just like that female energy is like oh it's the best compliments also at the top of the pyramid (laughs) yeah also true yeah women are really good I feel like at seeing needs or like seeing spaces that don't exist like Mm -hmm. that and men are too but I feel like women have like an intuition and they're also conditioned to do that yeah so we they I also mean we (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing that yeah we are also women (laughs) women identifying I just feel like women are really good at seeing needs and then filling those needs in spaces that wouldn't otherwise exist even in people's Mm -hmm. lives like being this emotional support for someone that wouldn't already have it or yeah. the friend that someone needs that they don't already have. And you yeah. just like, I just feel like women are really good at seeing that stuff. Yeah. I think about the other people that are in the other women that are in our friend group mm-hmm. and like how much of like, um, I mean, like girl boss is such like a token, like such a stupid <laughs> phrase, but yeah. it's true. Like Hannah they and are. Emily are like girl bossing yes, constantly. And I'm like, dang, I don't, I know men that like, like I dated a guy in college who I had to remind him to shower. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> oh, mean? Boy. Like, and then like, there are like women in the world who exist at the same time mm-hmm. as these like awful men. And I'm like, they are girl bossing you. They're running laps around you, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. it's crazy. Taking care of everybody. Yeah. Themselves, running fast, businesses. It, Shouts it out. upsets me how low the bar is for men. And, and <laughs> the bar for men is on the floor and men consistently yeah. trip on it. I, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like embarrassing, bro. I've, I've dated so many girls that are like really impressed that I know how to cook and clean yeah like, you're a person this is basic stuff oh, we were just talking about a friend of ours and how great it is that we feel listened to and safe and we're like shout them out are, say it right now um bradley shout out to you <laughs> and we were like that just that should just be like the norm yeah. you know but the fact that we're like we feel so safe and listened to and not cut off when we speak and like that's great. Bradley, you're great, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but like kidding. the bar is so low it's that that so is what low. we're so happy about. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it is crazy. So like, yeah, conversely, women are mm-hmm. at the top. They're just the best. Yeah. Bradley's great. I want to be him when I grow up. Shouts out to valid, Bradley. Valid. What a too. moron. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I can't give compliments to Bradley and not dunk on him at That's least fair. once. That feels gross. That's fair. JD, what you got for oh, the top? Oh yeah, there? top pyramid. I'm gonna say uh, naps. Yes, they've been the highlight of my life for uh, past two years, like since pandemic, I believe, mm-hmm. quarantine yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. A nice nap, like when it's sunny outside around mm-hmm. like noon or one. Dang. Oh, it's the best feeling ever. You yeah. just like yeah. cuddle up with a pillow and a you good can, like, lunchtime feel the nap. On you. Yes, it's so good. You were taking a nap with the window open. Because uh, yeah. that's like oh, when you hear like the nature sound, and it's like that's the breeze. Peak. It is like mm-hmm. an yeah. upper like tier experience. If I do that though, I have to like keep cats out of the room because I'm oh, yeah. they can like pop jump and, out. Yeah, jump. <laughs> and they're gonna like plan a heist yeah. and escape. Now like, the outside. So good. <laughs> yeah, Shawshank Redemption just yeah, exactly. They're gonna the through my walls. Like, I rent this place. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I will never Dang. shame you for taking a nap. 
That's fine. No, I shame myself enough. Really? Yeah, because it makes me feel less productive when I wake no, up. But going to take so naps. so good. Is, do you have a tough. productivity complex? Because I yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. I took a nap. I had a job interview this week, and I took a nap right before because I was so sleepy. I, like, was sitting on this, literally sitting right here and just staring. And I was like, why am I up? <laughs> like, I'll just go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what but I But I had to give myself a pep talk. I was like, just because I'm taking a nap for 45 minutes does not mean that I'm lazy. It does not mean I'm unproductive. Like oh I, yeah. it is bad news, but, yeah. but I took the nap and I was like, I'm so glad I did that. I was yeah. so sleepy. And why was I awake for yeah. what purpose? I have to do that too. Like I'm yeah. getting better at it. Oh, but, I have yeah. to be like, this nap is too long. You've been here for two hours. You need to wake well, I mean, up. Yeah, I nap for like two you hours. You know what I mean? So I give I myself too many breaks. I'm like, you've had a lot of thoughts today. It's, it's okay. You can take a nap. You've thought too much. Yeah, too much Too much effort on the brain. Yes. Um. Dang. Are you guys ready to talk about this episode? Of sure course. Thing. We have so much to talk about. I'm really excited. Um. Before we like get into the details, J.D., as someone who's never seen the show, never been on the pod, who out of all the moms is your favorite and who out of all the moms is your least favorite? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Who was the mom that you like thought to yourself like, oh, that mom seems like they're well adjusted. And who was the mom that you were like, I never want to talk to that mom. I guess kind of Nia's mom. Holly. Yeah. Dr. Holly. She's a doctor. Oh. Uh, or she has her doctorate. Good thing she seems well adjusted. Though. Yeah. So she's a mm-hmm. principal of a school. She's a doctorate in education. Oh. She has so still a doctor. She, uh, yes. Uh, just not a medical doctor, but she definitely yeah. is a doctor, doctor of, of education. Yeah. Doctor of being smart. Um, and yeah, she's always, people love Dr. Holly because she's okay. like got it going on. Who's the mom that you never want to encounter? Um, That's hard. All of them. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> yeah. They all, I wrote it down. They all look like, they all look and act like Florida moms. Yes. So I, feel, <laughs> Florida mom so I feel very attacked. Like I'm having war flashbacks. As a Florida native, yeah. you're like, no, not this like, again. No, I've, I've, they look like my friend's moms. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, my favorite mom. Out, so like Holly to me is on a different level. Mm-hmm. She's like the gold standard of moms. Yeah. So she like doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't count because she's like on a different, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's yeah. like set aside. Um. I think my favorite mom is Christy, Chloe's mom. Mm-hmm. I think she, and we'll talk about it later, but I think she's the best at mothering. I think she's kind of a sucky friend, but I think she's the best at being a mom. Yeah. The mom I like the least is Melissa for reasons that we'll talk about today. Do you have a That's favorite valid. and least favorite mom? I mean, favorite and like most entertaining are different. I think, True. That, <laughs> I think Chloe's True. mom is probably the best in mothering besides Dr. Holly. Yeah, Dr. Because Holly she cares about her daughter's feelings, unlike some people. But True. I think like on the show, I like Brooke and Paige's mom because she's <laughs> hella entertaining. Yeah, yeah. she's crazy. Yeah. She's the one that walked out. No, no that's, that's Melissa. Oh. Kelly's the one who wanted a boob job. Oh right, right. Who cackles right. all the time? Yeah, not the cackling's that a bad thing. I... Brought to yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Not the cackling's a bad thing. I cackle all the time, but she cackles the most <laughs> out of all the moms. Um. Okay. So last week, Melissa, like we get the like previously on Dance Moms, Melissa served her friends like with a subpoena and was like, do or not, uh, not a subpoena, cease and desist, mm-hmm. and was like, stop talking about my personal life. What? So for context. <laughs> Melissa, Maddie and Mackenzie's mom is going through a divorce uh-huh. and the other moms, well, Melissa thinks that the other it. moms are, yeah, are like pestering her about it. 
And Melissa is like, I don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about my personal life. And is like really adamant that she's not entertaining that conversation, but the moms won't stop. And so last week, Melissa served her friends with a cease and desist. Such bogus. Can you get one for like- No. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, our, re- our resident legal expert. <laughs> no. Faith, is that a real thing? I, so I As had this situation at a previous church that I went to, and someone was upset because someone in the church was talking to their kid about something that they didn't like, basically. Sure. And so that parent sent this person a cease and desist. And so I researched it a little bit. You can't cease and desist people just talking. You know That's what I mean? Oh. Like, if I was maybe slandering you or something like that that was going to be detrimental to your reputation and you were like, you know, it's going to result in defamation or something, mm-hmm. that's different. But just talking and talking about Melissa's divorce, you can't cease and desist that. Yeah. So it's like people use it as a scare tactic, like you need to shut oh. up or else this stuff's going to happen. But this stuff is really never going to actually happen because it's bogus would it be this is a bit of a tangent would it be illegal if i just made fake cease and desists and like gave them to people that were doing things i didn't like well then you would probably be in trouble for the unauthorized practice of law so yes is that because you're not an attorney i mean i'm not lawyering or anything (laughs) i can just say you're my lawyer no i would (laughs) (laughs) no all right won't ever come to you for help no that's good to know i've all i have always wondered i don't know like the exact like words like verbiage of the laws but i remember researching this and i told the other person that it was bogus so yeah i stand by what i said before it's just a scare tactic yeah and it's like what are you gonna do and especially if it's not causing like financial damage to to melissa's reputation it's like what are what's the purpose yeah maybe she could argue that because she's on a show she could also argue because she's in the middle of another marriage yeah that's what the internet was thinking when i was like doing some quote-unquote research i I was looking at the dance i was looking at the dance moms reddit i wasn't really doing research but um but people were saying that like maybe if people were talking about her like if people were exposing that she was currently married to someone and going through a divorce that it could affect the terms of the divorce and her ex-husband could take more money because she's already married to somebody else with wealth mm-hmm. but like i i'm not an attorney and i don't know the divorce game like that but... i don't think her ex-husband would be able to see it though before they got divorced because yeah. they film it and then they don't send it to tv for a bit oh, oh unless yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about like side note there are different kinds of divorces you can get so if they're in a divorce that's like hey we're agreeing to it this is amicable no one did anything wrong we just don't want to be together anymore and then she's is that on irreconcilable differences yes <gasps> and oh, then, I'm so smart and then she's on tv talking about basically what people would call adultery being in a relationship uh, with someone else that uh-huh. could affect the kind of agreement that they're coming to and then make things more contentious than they already are. Oh, that's interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. That's good to know. That that's fun. really interesting. <laughs> Our legal counsel. Yeah. The podcast legal that was unofficial legal advice. This is a disclaimer. I was not giving anyone legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that was last week. This week we're back in Pennsylvania. We're in the mirror room, like the, you know, the rehearsal hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby thought that the group did great. It was the one about unhoused people that was like super confusing and super weird. But Abby thought it was great because, of course, she thinks that. Um, she also thinks it's great that Maddie beat the boys because 
she was saying that like boys sometimes in competitions are unfairly given like first or second place because they the judges want to encourage boys to pursue that career in dance Mm -hmm. but that didn't happen because maddie was so good so abby's like really hyped about that and then abby was getting on to nia about technical things in the trio being like you were a bit behind whatever okay the pyramid of the children very bottom chloe and for an undetermined reason she said i just want you to work harder mm-hmm. great she, say she was gonna like light a fire under her yeah she yeah. was like i want to give her like a reason to work i want to light a fire under her butt so i'm gonna put her at the very end of all the kids which seems like a lot i just keep picturing abby at the very beginning of the pyramid she's like who had fun in chicago and yeah. it's like wherever they were last week and the only person that answers is brooke and she says Yes. And then yeah. it just goes silent. <laughs> so silent. Like, no Abby's one is like, having right. fun. No, fun they, is not happening. They all know they're about to get, you know, like, yeah. they're about to be, like, um, dehumanized because of the beers. They're just like, whatever. I think yeah. they know as soon as the cameras start rolling, they can't have any fun. Yeah, exactly. everybody has to be sad. Um, so then Nia, because of the trio, which is understandable because she was really behind the other girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paige is the last person on the bottom but she's Abby cites that the reason she's there is because she did her part. So again, I'm confused. Yeah. I don't understand. The drama of pulling off the paper from the pyramid is just uh, so great. Shouts out to, I mentioned this in an episode, my episode. Uh, oh shoot. It was season two, episode five with Eli, I think where we were talking about this like theoretical PA who has to print off the <laughs> ALDC branded copy paper, whose name is probably Brandon. And people are always like getting onto it being like, Brandon, I need this copy paper like 20 minutes ago. Have you seen people on TikTok doing this with their families and their pets? No. <laughs> it is so funny. About? They have pyramids, like pieces of oh, paper. Oh, doing the and they're like yes. at the bottom of the pyramid, my daughter Ellie, because yes. she was being a brat this week. And then it's like Yeah, just... I've seen people do it also with beauty products. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted you to be great. You were only good. I need you to be better. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I've seen those. Those are really funny. Um, so then the middle is Mackenzie and Brooke for again undetermined, unarticulated reasons. And then at the top is Maddie because she won the overall. She beat the boys. She's the best. Blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Um, we're going to a competition this weekend. And on top of the competition, there's going to be a scout for the Joffrey School of <laughs> Ballet, which is a real school of ballet. It's like a yeah. very, it's like Juilliard kind of. People know Juilliard a little bit more than they know Joffrey in terms of um, name recognition. But it's a very, it is only a school for ballet. It mm-hmm. is a very prestigious, like, really big deal school they only take like 100 people actually let me look this up now that i'm now that i got that when abby really was, nasty review about me not doing research now i'm fact checking myself when abby here. was talking about this one thing i notice now that i learned it is that in movies and shows when someone is talking but the camera is not at them and the voice and projection is different then it's likely added after the fact so abby's voice in this voiceover where it scans to the girls mm-hmm. and she's like the joffrey ballet school and her voice sounds very different and yes. lower uh-huh. and she's not on the camera made me believe that they added this whole Joffrey bit after the fact. Oh, like maybe they were filming and it was just going to be a normal competition. And then they heard that Joffrey is going to be there 
and they added all this after. Yeah, maybe that's a. I didn't even think about that. Speaking maybe as a, someone that does like sound for audio, yeah. Whenever like the camera's not on someone that's talking and they have a line, it's my favorite thing ever. Because oh yeah, it's just like easily, who's speaking. You can easily put that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after yeah. the as of 2020, the acceptance rate of the Joffrey Ballet School is 41. percent Wow. So it's Dang. it's not super low, but they let's see out of 3,927 applicants, 1,635 were accepted. Sheesh. So it's not even a 50-50 shot. It's it's Less. not even. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a scout. There's going to be an audition. And so they, like, want to impress him. Um, the group number this week is called Nip and Tuck. Like, when people get <laughs> liposuction. Or not liposuction. Like when they get, like, a butt lift. Yeah. People talk about nipping and tucking. Um. Abby says that she wants a an eerie and <laughs> I have a typo in my notes. It's really funny. It's uh, supposed to say eerie and dark, and my <laughs> my notes say eerie and dork. <laughs> Abby, it could be interpreted as one of two things. Yeah, it was this, a strange. This message is either dork or the, or Abby's being like, a dork. You're a dork and you don't get liposuction. Yeah. yeah, it was so, a strange yeah. theme. Um, Christy has questions. She's like, I don't get it. I don't understand the vision. Everyone was confused. Everyone's confused. There's also going to be trios and solos. So the trios, there's two. One trio is Mackenzie, Paige, and Nia. And the other solo is Chloe, Maddie, and Brooke. And as they're announcing this, the underscore music is insane. It sounds like National Treasure style music. <laughs> they're stealing the Declaration of Independence and doing a trio. It's like yeah. a lot. Um, and Christy says this isn't a fair fight because it's Chloe, Maddie, Brooke yeah. versus Paige, Nia, and Mackenzie. And Mackenzie's only seven. Right. So, I McKenzie don't know. Mackenzie makes everything look a little awkward because she's so small. Because she's so small, yeah. And um, Kathy's not going to be at this competition, RAP Kathy, but also we need a week off I'm from Kathy. I'm so glad that we're not like, talking about Candy Apples. Candy Apples. It's the rival that we saw in the next oh, week on Dance oh. Moms. She's sometimes at those competitions, the- but she wasn't at the competition this week. So gotcha. it we just makes me want to yell at the screen, honestly, because Abby's yeah. always like, Kathy is so easy to beat. She's dirt. And then we're still She's talking. About- <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah. still talking about her every week. So obviously you're scared. She's you know what I mean? Yes. Dirt that you have to check for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See if there's radon. She's in there. slowly killing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Radon infested dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we see rehearsals now. We're four days out from the competition, seeing group rehearsal. Um, Christy thinks that Chloe shouldn't have been on there. Let me back up. There's rehearsal happening in the dance, like rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. And then up in the sky in the Lido deck, the moms are up there <laughs> yeah. watching, talking. Christy thinks that Chloe shouldn't have been on the bottom. She was like, I don't understand and i felt like based on her criticism she should have been in like the middle the bottom feels kind of extreme and then melissa like slam dunks on her kid and it's like i don't know how mckenzie beat her she should have been higher than mckenzie <laughs> mckenzie is her child and she's like that kid sucks melissa always kid's talk- a dork. <laughs> she talks about mckenzie like that pretty often though yeah, she's like i think so maddie's mean. gonna get first and mckenzie is just gonna finish the dance you yeah, know, like, like it is mean. I like Rip McKenzie because that is like you know so who mean. the favorite daughter is for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, and also the moms are worried about time and like the quality of the choreography because mm-hmm. there's a 
they, oh, also Maddie and Chloe have solos. Oh my God. So it's like so group much. number, two trios, two solos. That's five numbers. Yeah. For for the listener at home, I had to count them on my fingers. But that's five numbers. In four days. In f- exactly. And it's like, so there's weird. no way, there's not enough like hours in the day to choreograph all of those at the same high quality level. No. So the moms are like, you know, obviously and rightly so very stressed out about that. Right. So then we see some more of this group rehearsal and Abby's like trying to talk about the vision, like in her talking head, she's, she's like, this is the concept, whatever. Um, she says she wants to keep the audience guessing. Mm -hmm. She wants to keep the judges interested, which I can understand, but I think she goes about it like very much the wrong way. Right. Um, and Melissa and her talking head, like, is like, I don't really care about exposing my kids to adult themes they don't really get bothered by this. Like they did a number about children that go missing. Yeah. That what? was really creepy. It's in the first episode. It's my episode with Caitlin. It is off the wall and in like That's horrible. Insane. Um they're not affected and now because they're, they're like repressing their feelings. They're yeah. children. They're not <laughs> yeah. they will be affected later, but yeah. like they're not affected right now because they're babies. Yeah. But anyway, um, so she's like, yeah, I don't really care about exposing my kids to adult themes, which see, is going to come back later. Don't worry. I see a sequel show to this called Therapy Moms. <laughs> <laughs> Dance Moms Therapy like yeah, in therapy. therapy. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, Kelly is uh, talking about wanting to get like a boob job and it is so annoying and it's that Florida mom, wine mom mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. energy that I that like every expression of femininity is valid and like whatever but also that one bothers me yeah it's just it's just like gets on my nerves it's frustrating um and then somebody i think it's christy or kelly one of the two of Mm -hmm. them says that she was like i don't think any of our kids have body image issues yeah which like you don't know that probably because if they did they're not talking about them because that's how that kind of stuff works and one of them was like, well, they're all really skinny, so they wouldn't have body image <laughs> issues. So annoying. I mean, guys, come on. Get a It's the most grip. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And they get a grip. In that same conversation, talking about all the comments Abby makes about their kids' bodies. Yeah, and so they're like, say. yes. She says, my daughter's butt's too big, but she doesn't have a body image issue. And then yeah, exactly. later, it cut to Abby saying, like, don't be a stick figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally but we don't talk about body issues yeah yeah and all the moms are talking about what plastic surgery they want which i'm sure their daughter's here so it's not like also like y'all are being naive for sure your children are daughters like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is um uh, messing with them subliminal in the sense of like it's not being directly expressed but like you pick up on that at a young age as a girl like yeah and if you're not having conversations about it in your home which I'm assuming they're not because they just like assume that they, they don't have it. On TV. Exactly. Yeah. It's like where like where is the healthy dialogue about body image stuff? And because the number like I think the thought process for the moms this week is like the group number is about body image stuff, but my daughter doesn't have body image issues, so we don't need to talk about it. Right. But it's so like it's really fine. you should be checking in with your daughter. You should really be checking in with your kids constantly, just like emotional wise. How does like, this number make you feel? Yeah. Like, Do you ever think about that? Do you exactly. think about plastic surgery? It doesn't yeah. seem like it's that hard, especially when your kid is doing a number about plastic surgery. Like yeah. the opportunity is right in front of your naturally to have a conversation and they're probably not no they had that talk about like when the the what was it the danger or the missing children uh where have all the children gone yeah when the mom i hope the moms had to talk about that 
Dr. Holly did because I remember it because she said that Nia, Nia, like in this time in her life has, it's interesting. She gets really anxious about things really easily. Mm -hmm. And Holly expresses in that episode that I did with Caitlin back in the, towards the beginning of season one. Um, she says like this idea of children being separated from their parents is very stressful to Nia. Right. And so we've been talking about it and, and about the issue in like a broader scope. Mm -hmm. So Holly, the educator understands the importance of emotional conversations with your kid. The other moms, uh, like, you know, allegedly what the, what the show wants us to believe is that they just don't talk about it because they don't think it's a problem. Yeah. But I know Dr. Holly's having these conversations because she says she is, and she's an educator. There's no way she's not talking about that. It's so different than now. I feel like parents now are like, don't expose my kids to these things. We don't talk about them because I don't want them exposed so young, regardless of what it is. But now, it just seems like in the 2000s, everyone was like, every kid for himself, you know, you're just going to figure it out eventually. <laughs> the, the 2010s <laughs> is just, the 2010s yeah. is just the shrug. You're on public school buses. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> just lots of shrugging. Like, yeah. I don't know what this is. Yeah. So we leave the group rehearsal. We see the trio rehearsal that Nia and Paige and Mackenzie are in. And Nia is doing a um, like this leap and she falls and they think she's twisted her ankle she starts crying and every time Nia cries it is like so prevalent on her face and it is heartbreaking it's so sad so i have in my notes that she starts crying and i am also crying because (laughs) it's so sweet and then abby says that nia twists she does this leap and then she falls twists her ankle and she's down for the count that's not what that means no down for the count is that someone's like dtf right isn't doesn't that no wait what? no that's not what town wait what, what am i thinking down about? for the count means like you're just out like if you're down for the count then nia's yeah. not performing anymore are like you you're sure? not able to continue yes are you using dtf like how i think you are yes of course okay i didn't know she thought it stood for something else no. dang what am i thinking of i've never told all i've had to my list of pickup lines like hey you down for the count <laughs> What am I like, thinking what the heck are you of? Oh, talking no. about? Anyway, yes. Um, where we? Oh, she's down for the count. Wow, I'm stupid. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> watch your um, mouth. God only lets you pick being hot and being smart, and I pick being hot, so it <laughs> can only course. be held accountable for. Why so would much. you not pick that? <laughs> um. So then, once Nia like twists her ankle, breaks her foot, whatever, Holly takes Nia to the doctor. They do X-rays, and the doctor says it's a stress fracture. She can keep dancing, tape her toes, like, um, like with like surgical tape to like yeah. give them support, and then just not do as many tricks. So it's like really not that big. they I, they make it a big deal, but it's like really not. I was hoping Abby would give her bonus points for that because she was working so hard, she injured herself. Just like <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we're gonna come back to that because yeah. that is a crock of BS. Um, two days out from the competition, we're seeing Maddie's solo rehearsal. The number is something like little voices or something dumb. The theme is about someone who hears voices in their head. <laughs> I missed that completely. I, so, I did not I hear anyone that say that. What's, it's about schizophrenia. Well, what's interesting yes. is that she says that. And then when we see the routine at the competition. That's not what I got. It's like, like 
little voices where yeah. you know what i mean like that's not what, what i got you, what yeah. are you talking She's about dancing to get away from them it's just like what is the, there's no like she commits to the vision in the group number about this like surgical mm-hmm. like she which we'll get to it eventually but like this like offhanded non sequitur <laughs> is just like what are you talking about <laughs> it's so stupid anyway i have it like she just needs to get a grip yes. abby like come on this is so stupid she she does this all the time where she brings up really intense, mature, um, nuanced conversations and then gives them no attention, mm-hmm. right? Like the number about unhoused children that we talked about last week, they don't really talk about like the poverty issue or no. like the um, the systems that put people in an unhoused position that they can't get out of. Like she's not talking about that. She's just using it as like a trope for right. a dance competition. They do that a lot dirty. in this show. Yeah, it's really stupid. I just saw an episode yeah. later on, like way later when they're really old and they do one about human trafficking. <gasps> and I, they, what? I haven't gotten to the end. I didn't they, watch the show all the way through. I think it's actually Candy Apples that does it, but they oh do God. not discuss like the actual issue. And it's very much like, you get kidnapped in a white van, like the trope of what trafficking Ooh. is. It is terrible. Very much Liam Neeson. Yes, from and Taken. it is exactly <laughs> Liam Payne like from the Taken. homeless Payne one. Yeah, it's like we're going to discuss these really important issues, and then they're not being discussed; they're just being exploited. And yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're uncomfy. not being discussed; they're being exploited. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm going to be honest; I haven't watched this enough to see the message in any of these dances there is no message <laughs> there's not that's the yeah. point there's not yeah it's just okay. like creepy and weird good i'm glad it's not just me yeah no um and then abby says here that she has a, that maddie has a passion for dancing that she hopes continues um throughout the rest of her life now based on or because she says this i do want to pull up maddie's uh i think her last name was pronounced ziggler i could mm-hmm. be wrong it's z-i-e-g-l-e-r so it could be Ziegler or Zegler. I'm not, I've heard, I've heard it both ways. Um, but she had an interview. She had a cover story with Cosmopolitan yeah. um, this month. And it's really interesting. You should go read it. It's free on Cosmopolitan's website. It was published June 14th. Um, she looks so beautiful. I like cannot look at her picture <laughs> because it's ridiculous. She's always been that way. Yeah. And she, um, she has some really interesting thoughts about Abby in this, like, the interviewer asks her, how did you cope with that kind of attention, especially at that age? Um, because she's in this interview, she's talking about getting recognized in public. Right. And like this dance mom's fame that she got when she was eight. Yeah. And she says, um, I always wanted the teachers to take me seriously because all of the girls were asking for photos, but I was at competitions to work. It was really hard for me to see the two worlds apart because I absolutely adored when people would come up to me and say that they started dancing because of me. Mm-hmm. The fact that they even cared about me was so cool. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm also here to try to win a scholarship. So then they they kind of keep talking about this. And this is so, to me, this is very, very interesting. Um, let's see. The question is, how did what aired on the show compared to what was actually what it was actually like in real life yeah the show versus real life and she says people thought i was a brat because in all my interviews i would say i'm the best i know i'm going to win but that's because the producer was telling me to say that i don't think i'm better than everyone else i was just doing whatever the adults told me to because i thought that's what you did they set you up for failure i had more stress than excuse me i had more stress at that age than i did once i left I have dissociated so much from that time. I'll see fans 
posting scenes from dance moms and i'm like i literally don't even remember that happening it's weird because there were really amazing times but there were also a lot of times that were really really not great for us as kids and then the interviewer says can you share an example and she says the pressure of being known as oh she's the girl that always wins then to not win or have another girl beat me was the end of the world because that's what i was taught Mm -hmm. to not win or to have another girl beat me was the end of the world my dance teacher taught that you don't get the if you don't get the trophy if you don't get the crown you are less than which is the worst way to train a kid it carries into other life lessons we also weren't allowed to watch our competitors or be friends with them and i've had to unlearn a lot of those things and then the interviewer says have you ever watched the series as an adult and maddie says never well this interview is really good everybody should go read it yeah does she talk about her relationship with her mom at all um, not as much. They kind of, they talk about like her career cause she was in West side story and she was also in an HBO movie called the fallout. Mm-hmm. So she's like doing stuff on her own now doing acting stuff. Um, and they mostly talk about dance moms. I'm pretty much, um, she says, I'm trying to pull up the specific quote, but she says that she's never, she says, since I left the show, I've never talked to Abby ever again. but she doesn't call her abby she calls her my dance teacher which i think is really interesting she's also in therapy she talks about being in therapy which very exciting she says um she says that like she's had to unlearn uh let's see i'm trying to find this exact quote the interviewer says how else has your perspective shifted as you've gotten older and she says i'll always be a perfectionist but not in the way where in dance moms you would see me crying and then i just suck it up and get right back to it i'm going to therapy talking to people doing all the things I've learned I'm not going to be in trouble if I'm feeling bad or if I have an injury. That's the biggest difference. It's amazing that I'm able to feel my feelings and not just push them down. Mm -hmm. I'm also really clean. And that's where my perfectionism has transferred. So she talks about like cleaning her house and how it's perfectionism is still there, but it's not in the same. Toward herself. Not overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sounds Um, like therapy moms are closer than we think. Yeah, it's, (laughs) she is this interview is really, really great. And then she talks about her boyfriend. She says that she pulled up one episode at the very beginning of the first season to show her boyfriend because her boyfriend's from Australia and like, didn't mm-hmm. know the show. And she shows it to him. And she was like, we watched like five minutes of it and turned it off because he was, we were both talking about how sad it is. Yeah. So she's going to therapy. Very exciting. Good for her. So love that journey for yeah. her. Yeah. I wonder what her relationship is like with her mom though. Yeah. Because it's very much, Abby is the ringleader of this whole unhealthy culture dynamic, uh-huh. but the moms are also contributing to it a lot oh. of the times. Oh, we're especially get there totally. in, yeah. in relation to Melissa and Maddie. It's like, it's bad news. So that's Maddie. We know. And again, I've said this on multiple episodes and I'm going to say it more because it's true. The best thing for me to remember as I live in this world of dance moms every week is that Abby goes to prison. Yeah. And all of these girls are incredibly successful now. Right. They all are like part of. Wait, that that's real. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Abby literally went to to federal prison. What? For because what? she was uh, for embezzlement. She was stealing money from her dance company, like the whole time. I mean, isn't it her dance company? It is, you but can't it was, mix funds. Yeah, you it can't wasn't. mix business funds and personal funds. It's that's either fair. a business. Yeah, but she's getting not. a paycheck. No, okay, I get but, it. Yeah, that's different. It would yeah. be like the kids are paying. Like I'll have to, I need to, I need to do more research about this, yeah. but it's, a, it was something along the lines of like students would pay for a private lesson. And instead of taking that money and putting it into the business account yeah. and then paying mm-hmm. herself, 
she was just taking the like yeah. cash and just mm-hmm. keeping it. You have to Dang. keep your yeah. business accounts separate from your personal ones. And, and because it also have goes everything into, tracked. It goes into tax stuff too. Yeah. And like that's what'll really get you. So in the end, she goes to prison for these like tax financial issues. And all of the girls are like very successful now. Maddie is very successful. Yeah. So it oh, ends up being okay. Abby also has a YouTube channel randomly. Stop. And of she course. put out a like public statement about this interview. And she's like, Maddie needs to give me more credit. I can't believe she slandered me. Blah. And it's like Maddie oh literally cannot gosh. even be bothered to say your name. That's embarrassing, yeah. dog. No. I don't know what you think you're doing. didn't want to give her doing. attention. Yeah, I don't know what you think you're doing by putting out that very embarrassing video but like girl it is this is too much yeah yeah i want to watch it too (laughs) okay so we leave maddie we see chloe and abby makes has made this comment before about chloe and it's chloe has in her interview said that this isn't true like in her talking heads in the show um um, Abby's like I hate working with Chloe sometimes because she thinks she's a choreographer and she changes the dance but Chloe has said in her talking heads like it's not that I changed the dance I'm just doing it wrong which <laughs> yeah. is really sweet but she's like I'm not trying to make it up I'm just doing the wrong move you can like tell that Chloe's under so much pressure Ugh, and pressure yeah. when yeah. I was yeah. little and people my parents or my coaches would get mad at me it made me play better because I sure. was like I just feel like some people like rise up to that and they're like, oh, you tell me I'm doing bad. I'm going to do better. But some kids are not like that. Like my brother was very much the opposite and Mm -hmm. he would shut down. And it seems like these girls like Chloe and Maddie, even a little bit, just like kind of shut down if they're pressured Mm -hmm. too much. So there's like a fine line that I feel like they're not paying attention to. Totally. Um, Chloe is like in the middle of this rehearsal and Abby's like, I don't know where Chloe's head's at. You know, she just seems very distracted and whatever. And so she tells Chloe to take a break, go get water, clear your head. Chloe leaves the studio. Like she goes to do that. And as she's doing that, Abby brings in the senior company, these high school kids that dance at her studio to watch Maddie do her solo for them. That's why they were there. Yes. But they just kind of showed up. They were there because there's other rooms in the, like at the school and the senior Mm -hmm. company practices on a different part of the school. Mm -hmm. So they were already in a rehearsal, but she brings them in just to watch Maddie, which is like, I have three thoughts about this. Number one, there are other kids. (laughs) We never see them. (laughs) That was like you said, they They just just showed up like materialized and apparated from seemingly nowhere. Um, This is so rude to all those high school kids to be like, this nine-year-old is a little bit better than you. That is so rude and thirdly it's way too much pressure for maddie and when she's done she does this great performance they all applaud for her and when she's in her final pose you can see on her face that she doesn't know how to feel about this Mm -hmm. she's like i don't know whether to be happy or feel pressure because they're older than me or like she just like doesn't know what to feel and it is so like damaging it's like a show it's like it's so stupid abby is using her to put on a show that's really just about abby you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like yeah. look at my prized possession that Ugh. is dancing before is you is she the one that said i'm tired yes yeah yes. eventually when we get to the competition maddie's like i'm, I'm tired. so tired <laughs> yeah it's it was so funny sweet. but it was so sad she's in her, t- her talking and she kind of slumps over and she goes i'm just really tired oh, yeah that's oh, a my lot God. for yeah. an eight-year-old yeah um okay so we're back up in the lido deck with the moms and we get into a fight 
Very exciting. Of course. Of course, because of course we do. Can't, we need to have a fight every episode. With their pea coats on. That's yes. what I made a note of. I was like, yeah. why do y'all all have your winter jackets on? Yeah. Every all the time. time. You're up there? I didn't notice, but when the one mom left, she had her winter jacket over her shoulder walking out so fast. <laughs> she was like, I love that. Yeah. So this is the fight. Kelly thinks that Abby is trying to turn the other kids against Maddie. She's like trying to orchestrate because what she's saying is Chloe saw this thing happened with Maddie and the yeah. senior company. So she's like, she's doing that on purpose so that Chloe will hate Maddie because she wants them to hate each other and have more competition. Yeah. Um, Christy wants to know why Melissa doesn't stand up to Abby, even though Melissa's kid stays winning. In yeah. this like favoritism. Like, like why yeah. would she do that? Exactly. She's like, you should be mad that your kid's the favorite. You should be standing like, up why for would Chloe. I be yeah. Too much praise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why would it? Yeah. She's like, you're not standing up for my kid. It's like, neither are you besties. Yeah. So I don't, really know what you're complaining about but melissa is just like sick and she's like i'm just so i'm over these moms hating that my daughter has a gift she's <laughs> like they're haters um and also side note do i want to know does christy really think that melissa talking to abby about christy would make things better for christy no no right <laughs> it's like, just like go talk to her about what i'm saying like that's gonna make i think she was worse. like trying to say a challenge like oh go talk to her then. oh pro probably you know what i mean yeah probably so well that happens melissa pieces out she does the puts yeah. the coat over the shoulder she's like, she's like we're leaving never coming back she's I'm back over the next it. day yeah i'm over it um she leaves which i think is understandable because christy's kind of being a lot um, Melissa goes into the studio to tell Abby what's going on. She like tattletales on them. Yeah, so annoying. Melissa, and so Maddie comes over to Melissa and is like looking at her and Melissa starts talking about the other moms to Maddie. Yeah. This is where Dr. Phil would draw She said, line. I don't want to be here anymore, Maddie. I don't want to deal with it. And that. she's like, these moms, they're talking about you and they're talking about me. Dr. Phil would have a field day with her because yeah. Dr. Phil always says that you don't give kids adult problems. Right. And yeah. that's the tea. Because now you're exposing your child to adult to adult beef. And like, you're putting that on your nine-year-old. I mean, they had dances about adult problems. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like she thought that they're more well, Exactly. This is like, goes back to her comment about There's my no kids boundaries. don't. Yeah. My kids don't have any problems with adult themes because you don't have any boundaries, yeah. bestie. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, that is not the flex you think it it's is. so frustrating. Yeah. You like, want to feel bad for Melissa because they're, they come down the stairs and then they're like, Melissa, come back here and yeah. then you want to feel bad for her and i do partially but the also melissa to feel bad for her yeah also melissa is annoying so i don't <laughs> you know what i mean like yes you yeah. bring it upon yourself and if i was in the situation i would hate you too because you get a lot of favoritism yeah but also is it melissa's fault that she gets favoritism i don't know it's yeah. it's a never-ending circle and especially when they take when the camera operators like like you can tell they're taking the camera off the stand oh, I love and that. they're the running with camera. it yeah it's it was like, like oh my god me. yeah it's so cool so dramatic so yeah. then christy pulls open the door of the studio and she goes melissa we're not finished talking about you can you come out into the hallway like an adult <laughs> and then melissa is like no and then, but then she does it anyway and christy's like going in on melissa and she yeah, and I had on my notes, Christy, not everybody wants to fight all the time, Bestie. Like, she is ready for a fight constantly. Always. And Melissa yeah. is very deferential. She doesn't, she's very avoidant. She hates conflict. She gets in her car, she leaves. Goodbye. It's just so, the whole dynamic Commercial. is so wild. Because yeah. as, when I was younger, I didn't see my parents fight with anyone. Maybe, like, family members. I, like, their yeah. brothers or sisters. Yeah. Which I thought was strange at the time, but, like. I fight with my brother and I'm almost 30, you know, so valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
this one they're just like fighting amongst themselves which i feel like is very strange and also why don't they just stop coming to rehearsal you know what i'm saying that's like, always well money i know abby yeah. shames them about and, it and they're also in a contract so the contract that they sign is for a year it's for a uh, for a season i should say yeah because the season's not a whole year they have a couple months off but the contract one of the stipulations is that and i who did i talk about this with oh it was emily mm -hmm. um when she was on we were talking about this that abby has them hooked in and if they want to leave they have to pay abby a hundred thousand dollars in <laughs> cash Oof. within a week of leaving there's, and emily was like there's no way that would hold up well it, it, yeah and emily was also saying well that's probably why she went to prison is yeah. because it's in cash so she's, you know, like, it's Under so stupid. But Under why the are table? the moms, like, yeah. at every rehearsal besides an Abby shames them? Like, my parents took us to practice, would drop us off, leave, and then come back. They're not just, like, well, because hovering. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're saying why did the moms stay? Yeah, it's, I, mean, it's oh. I know they probably don't have anything else to do, and they're also on a show, but yeah. if Melissa doesn't want to come to practice, don't come to practice. Well, Abby will bully them. And so she'll stop. Well, and also, like, because Holly... Yeah, has, has been Holly bullied. has recently taken a break from school to be here. She's like taking a sabbatical. So annoying. And before that, when Holly wasn't at all the rehearsals, Abby would stop giving Nia solos because she thought her mom wasn't invested because Abby has mom problems. Yeah. Abby, Abby has said multiple concerning comments about her mom, like throughout the course of this, where you're like, oh, that's where that like fear of abandonment comes from is from your mom. That mm -hmm. makes sense, you know? So yeah, she. I'm sure that if she stopped coming to things, that Abby would stop giving Maddie solos. Yeah. Or or she may not stop giving uh, Maddie solos, but she would stop giving Mackenzie things to do. Sure. She would totally take it out on Mackenzie because who cares about Mackenzie? No one. It's great. Unfortunately, no one. <laughs> not even her mom. Rest in <laughs> She's peace. She's so cute. So I care about her, but. So we have this like major fight, and then we cut to commercial. When we come back from a commercial. Christy, Kelly, and Holly go out for lunch without Melissa to mm. like talk about Melissa, which feels very messy and yes. very much like something that I would have done in college. <laughs> and like as an adult, Let's I like know lunch. that's wrong. Like that's a lot. Um, they're talking about like, you know, some of these groups aren't going to win because Abby's not giving them enough time. They keep bringing that up of like it's not equitable or it's not equal. You know, whatever. Um. Holly says she's trying to stay neutral and objective because she's a good mom. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't say that. That's I'm saying that she's just trying to stay neutral. And she objective. says I'm a good mom. She says I'm the best mom here. Um, but it's also a struggle. She says it's, it's been a, like a hard time to try to stay neutral because it's her kid, which is obviously understandable. Christy then brings up the fact that Melissa plays like the victim card a lot and is like, Oh, like, this is just what happens to me. Like I have no idea. And then she says, this was back in, this was way back in season one. There's like a moment where they're traveling and doing a lot of competitions mm -hmm. all, like all over the country. And they go to LA and they do a like music video <laughs> with air quotes. It's yeah. not a real music video because it's all orchestrated for the show and the singer's not real and all this stuff. The singer is, um, not Dan Rather. Um, what's the guy from The Good Place with the white hair and the mustache? Oh, He's friends oh, with Jane oh, Fonda. Oh, um, Dan. 
I don't know. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Oh my gosh, you're the <laughs> smartest person I know. Yes, I Ted Danson. I wow. have room in my head for a lot of pointless facts. <laughs> I said Dan Rather. It's okay. Ted Danson. I got there. Yeah. Uh, it's Tan- It's Ted Danson's niece. And she's not a real singer. She's an actress. Okay. So it's not real, but they orchestrate it like it is and they act like it is. And there's like a music producer who's like in and around this project. And Melissa goes to get coffee with, his name is Seven. Yeah. Like seven. Like from Stranger Things? I No, that's 11. <laughs> well, they had other kids named after numbers. Oh, really? I, I don't Kyle. watch Stranger Things. I haven't I don't watched. Know. Oh, no. Uh, no, he, I, throughout the whole episode, referred to him as Pitbull because <laughs> he looks like Pitbull. He's Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide, exactly. So, um, so Christy brings up, she's like, well, Melissa pretends to be innocent, but remember that time she got dinner with mr 305 because i remember and like that's ridiculous so yeah. i shouts out to pitbull friend of the podcast pitbull <laughs> <laughs> are any um, of the dance dads mentioned once no. and it's oh. already passed oh. we saw nia's dad one time well of course she's it. still in the dads, like, a marriage with him because she's the best mom of course the dads have all the money this is a heteronormative world <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah yeah um at least not in any episode i've seen i stopped watching around season four i think i made it through season three and then fell off the bandwagon because i was about to go to college but and then came back and made a podcast yeah exactly right and so there's lots of episodes about of the show that i have not seen so i don't know if they come back in an episode that's like one i haven't seen but as of as far as i know no they're nowhere to be found um we're one day out we're seeing the trio rehearsal with Maddie. That's like the Maddie, Brooke, and Chloe trio. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby keeps saying this really offhanded comment that something's going on with Maddie and like she thinks she's distracted, which like I don't, that never goes anywhere. All like, those small child problems. Yeah, you pressured her yeah. too much. That's She's what thinking about her mom's issues. Yeah. And yeah. she's under the, the pressure and she's doing three dances this week. So something's up. Okay. Day of the competition. Here we go. Highland, yeah. Michigan energy dance that's where we're going by the way she wanted i i felt bad for abby because she wanted to go stop her like for her dog <laughs> we never talked back about that like so, i want to know what happened to the dog so we get yeah we get on the bus and abby starts screaming at bus driver jim and she's like <laughs> we're gonna stop on the way there to uh we're gonna stop by my house and pick up my dog and, and he, he goes no we're not but who fed her dog <laughs> I she, need i'm my sure dog she had somebody and and his stroller the, oh, pink the stroller the stroller yeah. Also, you're uh let me do this again. I love doing this on my podcast. Alexa, what is the difference between Highland, Michigan and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Oh, that was a bad question. I meant distance. Alexa, what is the distance between Highland, Michigan and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Three hundred and nineteen miles. Well, that's not helpful. I meant like, can you Google Map it right yeah. now? Yeah, um, probably pick that up if the thing didn't turn on. Like, right? Oh no, it's right fine. Before. It's okay. Audrey was sitting where you were sitting last week, and she picked up the mic stand like a boom mic and held it over her chair. <laughs> I should have done that. It was really funny. Um. Anyway, I just want to know, but having a dog on that bus would be a lot, and her Fair. dog is also ugly. Her dog's really ugly. What kind of dog? <laughs> It looks a like white a crusty Bichon. dog. It looks a like white, a Bichon, white crusty. But a white crusty dog. And it is crusty. I'm sorry, everyone, it's, again. It's ugly. It's ugly. Um, so, yeah. So, she tells the bus driver to 
pull over and pick up her dog and the bus driver basically tells her to kick rocks and so they don't do it and kelly loves it she's <laughs> like i'm glad bus driver jim is putting her in her place because somebody needs to do whatever melissa has bought a gift again but not for abby she bought a gift for kelly island she- and pittsburgh pennsylvania are four hours and 45 minutes from each other i couldn't i couldn't have a dog in the bus like that on no. a charter bus for for eight or nine hours no or 10 i guess i can't do math um she said four yeah four but, hours. but then you have to come back and eight yeah wait four hours and what 45 minutes 45 minutes okay, oh, okay. yeah so it'd be like yeah. almost 10 yeah um like kelly 9 30 kelly gets um a bra from melissa that's the gift it's really weird again christy has questions because she's like i thought you hated us yesterday because you ran out of the rehearsal space we're screaming at abby and now you're buying gifts she's got questions and honestly i've got questions too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. okay at the competition here we go in the green room getting ready this is when maddie is in her talking head and she goes i'm really tired (laughs) (laughs) it's so sweet i'm so tired i'm so tired um christy is concerned that chloe has had enough time we're hearing that same we've been hearing this the whole episode we hear it again um abby still thinks that something is going on with maddie that she can't articulate she's just like she's distracted something's going on whatever um a pin in maddie's costume Mm -hmm. like a safety pin probably starts poking her (laughs) and she freaks out yeah and melissa starts yelling at her to not cry which like your child's being jabbed it's probably real it's probably painful yeah. yeah exactly she's trying to pin something on and she keeps sticking her she kept saying like no it's not me it's not me and then the talking head like it was me yeah it's, <laughs> i stuck my daughter <laughs> yeah literally it's so, so it's just so annoying to see melissa telling her child to stop crying your your body's in pain don't cry and then later Ball on it up. which is what maddie talks about in, in that the interview. interview exactly in the interview i have to remember that nobody's gonna be mad at me if i am injured my cat looks like she's about to commit a crime <laughs> look at that face She's in it. She's like crouching, like she's ready to pounce, yeah. but she's just crouched. Melissa could be on our end of the world team, oh, our apocalypse yeah. team. She would yes. have a lot to contribute. Yeah, look at that. JD can't be on it. I already told That's him. That's fine. I have my own plan. <laughs> <laughs> my own plan for the end of the world. Um. Okay. Joffrey Ballet guy shows up. Okay. This, this is just really, a random guy. This is really petty, but I don't care because it's my podcast. And I could do you can whatever say I whatever I want. you want. Yeah. Yeah. The title of this episode is Waiting for Joffrey. Have either of you heard of the play Waiting for Godot? Yeah. Okay. No. Named after. Waiting for Godot. For those of you who are do not, you not like that play? Waiting wait, for wait, Gal wait. Godot because she is fire. Not her. Oh. A different person. <laughs> so Waiting for Godot is an absurdist play that is about two people who are sitting at a bus stop waiting for a character named godot it's not even a bus stop they're waiting at a rock yeah like yeah, it that, takes you're place right. in like very old it, times it, yeah and they're just waiting and it is an absurdist play that is meant to provoke the audience to kind of question existence meaning of life absurdist yeah. it's things. like a character study yeah it's much. it's very like it's there's, very strange there's four actors in the whole thing yeah it's really really strange but the point of the play is that godot never shows up yeah and Spoiler so it's like, alert. what was the point? Yeah, for a really old play. For a really old play, yeah. It's like, what was the point of this? This meaning of life conversation that they have. He never shows up. Whatever. Yeah, that's not what happens here because <laughs> the guy from the Joffrey shows up. They just so a, I don't get it. They needed a name. It's so petty, but it's stupid. It's dumb. Like There's waiting so many, for Joffrey, like, he shows up. What are you talking? Maybe about? they never. Maybe they didn't know. 
Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, like maybe. That in, so. Oh, have you yeah. ever seen the show or the movie Waiting for Guffman? No, but it's on you my list. You would love it. Yeah. It is about a group that does a play and they're, it's of shot. For no, they do something else, but it's shot in the same mockumentary style as like the officer parks and rec. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of comedians in it. It's very funny, Okay, but it's from, I've only watched it once and it was it's by the a same while ago. That did, this is spinal tap, right? I don't know. Okay. But I'll look it up. The, this like community theater group in like a really small town is doing a play and they're waiting on a big Broadway actor to come see it and fund it. And he never shows up. Uh -huh. that That's is the waiting, theme yeah waiting for your this is not because your boy is fully in the audience at this point <laughs> taking notes on a little legal pad and like squinting at and things. my favorite thing is they make sure you know because his title shows up every time he's on screen his it's lower always third like, oh, is guffman recruiter like yeah. even if he's on guffman screen for a second joffrey, I mean, joffrey. In case, joffrey. Well, it's okay I, you're looking guffman. at your yeah. yeah guffman recruiter yeah um it says like uh Talent agent yeah. or talent scout. Every time. And he Every looks time. like young Tim Curry. That's all I can but think he's about. Not... <laughs> it's yeah. annoying because he's not even recruiting anyone to be in the school. Yeah, we're going to get there. I can't do it. Yeah, and this is a whole. So he's just like, he's thing. more a promoter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he could have found this information online. That's what Yeah, it's op he said open auditions. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get there. Wait, hold all, hold all these opinions for the end. Um, <laughs> keep them in your, in your brain. Um, <laughs> Maddie Solo. Um, so good. Oh, oh, the sorry. One that was like schizophrenic. I mean, yeah, but not really. Like that theme never really shows up. Um, my question is, why are none of these girls doing a ballet solo? This is a job for school of. I don't think ballet. they know how to do ballet. That's probably. I've true. never seen them do ballet one time. It's <laughs> just like if you're if he's this supposed like talent scout, why would you not do the talent? It's too he's risky. Scouting. That's probably why he yeah. just told them it was open auditions instead of like saying, "Oh, you're already in." That's probably true because you don't know how to do ballet. Yeah, yeah. He um, probably thinks they don't even know what ballet is. <laughs> probably. Um, Kinsey has an interview like a voiceover, like you were saying earlier, that's just like slapped on top she's of this so footage, cute. and she's like. I love watching my sister dance. And she goes, even if I'm not as good as her, I'll get there one day. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like Poor the name, kid. the more appropriate name for this episode would have been like dunking on Kenzie. Yeah. Like this is so mean. They made her say that. They made her say that. Yeah. Abby thinks it's great. Duh. Melissa is sobbing. Duh. Great. It's the same, you know. Which routine was the one that was called like somebody told me? Like it's one. one of the trios that okay. shows up later. Yeah, I was so excited because I thought that was going to be it's a actually, song. It's actually this one. Um, it's it's what happens next. Brooke, Maddie, and Chloe in a trio. The costumes are a crime. They I, are so ugly. The song are, is a crime. The song is also These a crime. are the ones the with royal, the weird headdresses. Yeah, the royalty-free music in the show is it ridiculous. Sucks. I thought yeah. it was going to be the killer song, and then some soft piano and child vocals came in, and I was like wanting to die. <laughs> vocals. Yeah, no. Royalty-free music. It's uh. It's... It's there are, like can be good royalty free music. Yeah, well, not on this show. <laughs> uh, the costumes are awful, but the trio looks really clean. They do all the things all at the right time. It's like very. It looks. So, very Abby nice. says it's beautiful, elegant, and feminine. So it's. And I was like, I don't know why. I like two I don't out like of that. the three of those <laughs> yeah. words. I don't like. I don't it. love that. So it's royalty free music. So are they performing to it, or is it actual like popular music? And then they put royalty free. No, on they TV? use it because you hear the royalty free music in rehearsal sometimes, and it is the same because uh -huh. it's for TV. Okay. So it kind of has to be. Um. So then Nia Page and McKenzie are next again. We have another theme about how women are vapid, and like all <laughs> they want to do is like 
dance around and go yeah. shopping and like yeah. all the uh, again with the misogyny. Yeah. Like royalty again. free girls just want to have fun. Literally, <laughs> yeah. literally, it's so stupid. Literally, the name of the trio is called Girl Fun, which is such a <laughs> stupid they're name. So lazy, and they're so just stupid. in like girls joggers and Girl Fun. They're yeah. just. <laughs> No one will know. Yeah. No one's ever going to know. And yeah. they're wearing joggers and crop tops, which comfy sometimes, but they're but just ugly. They're all running yeah. around just doing gymnastics like in their joggers. Neon green. Yeah, they don't, they're not coordinated at all. One person. It's wearing, comparatively way worse than the other one. Yes. Just like colorful traffic cones. Yeah. One of them is wearing dark gray pants. The other one of them is wearing black pants and the other one is wearing white pants. And the one in white pants is McKenzie. Which is so stupid because she's obviously going to stand out the most. You yeah. should have given the white pants to Paige yeah. because she's the best one in the group and you mm-hmm. want her to stand out in a good way. Right. Not Mackenzie, the smallest one. Stupid. Yep. The choreography, yeah, is nothing compared to what the, like, it is, it yeah. is a, a very stark difference. Um, Nia, after it's over, asks um, Abby how her jumps were. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and <then laughs> Holly says that she wants specific feedback. What an educator thing to say. Yes. It's great. I love to hear it. Um, Holly. I, I, I wrote a note. Like, aren't, like, I know Abby should give it because it's their, like, dance teacher. But shouldn't the judges as well? Like, I think they do. Because the she judges. said something like, listen to the judges. So I bet the judges give them. Like, when I was yeah. in marching band, our, when we would do competitions, we would get, like, uh, the judges would be like on the field and they would have uh, like like recorders with them yeah. mm-hmm. and they would speak into the recorder. Yeah, this they used I'm to seeing, do that in my you know. band yeah. competition. Same for uh, yeah. theater. When you would perform in front of judges, they would tell you at the end. Yeah. Exactly. So but I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure it's frustrating because Nia is like, I just went out there on my hurt ankle, yeah, really Abby doing the thing for line. you, about that. and no one says anything about uh-uh. her doing a good job. And, and you're Holly's, just like, I put my body out there for you, and you have nothing to say. Yeah, I was Holly's hoping for, I was hoping she'd pull like a phoenix rising from the ashes type thing, where like even on like a broken foot, she pulls off the best routine anyone's like ever Like Black seen. Swan when I she's was, like been stabbed. I said Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, I hope she pulls exactly. a Black Swan. Exactly. Unfortunately, she was not given the tools for that. No, she was not. Yeah, or time. Yeah, true. Um, Chloe's getting ready for her solo. Christy thinks that Chloe's doubting herself too much. And Christy hugs Chloe and she looks at her dead in the eye and she says, it's not about doing, she says, it's not about winning. It's about doing the very best that you can. That's it. She is the best at mothering in the whole group. That is it. She's teaching her daughter the real life lesson. Mm -hmm. Chloe's costume, so cute. Love it. It's got water drops on it because her theme is uh, watercolor. It's really cute. So Chloe starts dancing. She's looking great. The dance is going really well. But then she hesitates at one point, but she keeps going. She like, you can see it in her face. Her face kind of drops a little bit, but she picks it up and she keeps going. So she either made something up or she forgot a beat, but like did another move slow enough that it like kind of masked it. But she keeps it pushing. And I'm really proud of her. Would the judges have known because do they know their whole routine? They no, probably not. It's, you know, like in ice skating, you have to submit the moves that you do. Mm -hmm. But in Mm -hmm. dance, I don't think you do. Yeah, um, but they would because their judges would know that something was up probably oh yeah just like she by watching made it up, yeah. but she looked like she messed it up yeah you can see it in her face um so then we're back in the um oh no wait sorry abby makes this comment during the performance she says that sometimes she would rather just stand out in the hallway and pace than watch them dance because she yeah. knows they're gonna mess up and as a former arts teacher 
I feel that. I would have rather, multiple times would have rather walked up and down the hallways of my school than watch my kids perform a musical. Yeah. Not because yeah. they weren't good, but because I was so Stressful. nervous. Yeah. yeah. So I feel I feel her on that for sure. Um, Abby doesn't seem super mad about Chloe forgetting. In fact, when they get back to the green room, Abby sends for Nia and it's like, hey, Nia, next time you forget something, you should do what Chloe did because what you did was stupid. <laughs> And Holly is like, why are you talking to my child? Like, what? Why is this about Nia? That was like poor, five weeks ago. Poor girl has been living with that for, yeah, for five weeks and she just brings it up again. Like, she's yeah, probably remember, learned about it. She's like, remember that time you were dumb? Yeah. I feel like Abby so doesn't criticize Chloe as much as everyone else. Like, it's not Absolutely as direct. Not. And maybe it's because she's scared of Christy. I don't know. Mm. But she definitely goes after the same kids all the time. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And I think uh, we know Abby's a misogynist. But I think she has a really deep resentment for Dr. Holly. Yeah. I think because she's a good mom. Well, that and I, she's very educated and she like is a principal. Mm -hmm. And I think Abby is just very in intimidated by her energy. Yeah. Whereas Christy is her her job is this, right? Like mm -hmm. she doesn't she doesn't have to work. Yeah. And so I think Abby thinks that Christy and Kelly are easier targets. Mm -hmm. And she knows that Holly is educated and that Holly you know, deals with a lot of crazy parents all the time and she's a lot thicker skin. Yeah. And she probably doesn't start, she doesn't start fight as much. She, oh my gosh, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> she doesn't start fights as often because she knows she can't win. Yeah. Always, Dr. Holly's always going to win, you know? That makes sense. So the group number, they're running through it in the green room. <laughs> Holly's like, we didn't get enough time. It's going to be awful, whatever. Yeah. Those nude bottoms that oh. they're wearing. So they get out to the, or they're running it in the green room and you see the costumes. Yeah. They look like they're naked. It's yeah. very stressful. I felt criminal watching that. It's like really weird. Yeah. And also I talked about this last week, but there is an episode, episode nine of season two has been pulled from streaming. It wow. only aired, it didn't air in Australia. It only aired in the States and you can't find it anymore. And it's because the theme was like those Vegas showgirls that have the big fans yeah. and Abby. Yep. Abby put the kids behind them and was making them wear nude bodysuits. So oh it looks God. like they're naked and it was a huge deal. It was very Jeez. controversial. Even in 2012 when like yeah. nothing was controversial, like we were doing a bunch of dumb things in the 2010s <laughs> yeah. and nobody cared. Yeah. But it, it like streaming DVDs, like every other platform where you can find it, it's gone. Like it is the lost episode so because it was so. What are you gonna do for that episode podcast? I just skipped it. It's oh. already happened. I was like, I'm not. You just have a. <laughs> I was like, it's anything. dumb. If you really want to go find it, you could probably find it, but it's like not ridiculous. gonna. There's so much more you missed though. I bet they're like oh, yeah, in probably. nude bottoms and they're just crawling all over the floor, which and makes they, it uh, even. Did weirder. you see their faces? Yeah, their faces are like mapping out plastic surgery. That's what those oh, dashes are. Uh huh. So like when you go to get um not Botox because Botox is just Injections. is different. Yeah. When you go to get filler, they like cut, they like take a, like a marker essentially. Yeah. And they like put where dashes where they're going to cut on your face. And that's what that is. They have those markings on their face. It and is so stressful. I feel like Abby was like, she really thought she was doing something with Making this. Yeah. And the whole yeah. time I was like, what were you trying to do? What's you know, the because yeah. the song is also reinvent yourself. Yeah. Reinvent yourself. And I'm like, Ooh. these girls are eight and nine years old. And the I oldest just one there is Brooke and she's 13. Yeah. This is not giving me what I think that she was it trying to get. It felt more me. like, thank God for surgery. Yeah. yeah. It was really strange. It was like promoting surgery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really weird. 
Um, and I think too, like I understand Abby's desire to explore something creepy. Like I love ooky spooky things. I get yeah. it. I love a scary movie. Halloween is like a very fun thing. Like I get, I understand that, but I think that if you want to do ooky spooky things in the arts, if you're not going to give space for a nuanced conversation, mm-hmm. do ooky spooky things about things that aren't real. Yeah. You know what I They're mean? They're nine years old. So you, or however, oldest is 13. You yeah. could do a horror situation with like, make them dress in black and play Halloween music. Like exactly. there's a more age appropriate way to do spooky or like dark spooky, than spooky. yeah spooky, right. spooky, 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 spooky specifically <laughs> then <laughs> let me put these girls in nude bottoms and we're gonna dance and about give them a body surgery. complex yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so, scary for the audience because i feel like i'm going to prison yeah, yeah exactly like, how you is this on tv yeah. yeah i'm scared of the police <laughs> there is an episode uh there was an episode last week where kathy uh, abby's rival did a theme that was a it was like a spooky circus yeah which like that's fine mm-hmm. like the that is not about uh, that's not about a real issue where have all the children gone and also they do an episode <laughs> in season four that is like they like die in a car crash yes, at some point it's oh a, my like God. texting while driving psa and it starts with all of them like laughing and like looking at their phones like taking like prehistoric selfies yeah. on flip phones and then they crash and then you hear the sound of a car crash and you watch them die oh my god one of them leaps off the stage into the abyss it That's is horrible. insane it's insane like yeah. if you want to do ooky spooky megalamooky don't make it a real fear like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like oh my god, god it's so stupid carnivals. like we have we don't have like an epidemic in the country of creepy carnivals <laughs> well that's true but like besides the clown thing the, i mean ago, like but... the clown thing is like i mean people are afraid of clowns and that's real but it is less realistic than body complex car crash yeah, being abducted like yeah. trafficking like yeah, that's oh like my god real. yeah it's it's a lot so we get to the awards maddie gets first place in the solos of course Duh. But Chloe didn't place, which is sad. And they think it's because she had that hiccup where she, you know, forgot a little bit of the dance. Yeah. But Christy being the good mom that she is, she says, I hope Chloe can learn from this and that she, you know, improves on like this thing, which Christy is like, was doing such love. a good job. Love Christy. She's like, Chloe, this is not about winning. This is about doing your best. And then she was like, you did your best and you messed up and it's fine. And you can, learn. you know what I mean? Yeah. Love. I was like, Chrissy's been being a little snot this whole episode, but to Chloe, she's That's what 10 I'm out of 10. That's what I'm saying. I think Chrissy's a really bad friend at yeah. times, but she's a good mom. Yeah. You know are what I mean? Friends, though? No. Uh, <laughs> well, Christy and Kelly are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And Christy claims that she cares about Melissa and the reasons why she gets so frustrated with her is because they have been friends for so long. And recently, Melissa has started to act out of character, yeah. which I I believe because I believe Christy. That's fair, but you know, yeah. but you can come yeah, up with again, better. bad friend, but like, great. I mom. would say whenever you tease me, it's because I think, oh, she wants me to be a better person. <laughs> like, <laughs> you to improve that. you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then we get to the trio awards, and first place for trios is the trio that Maddie, Chloe, and Brooke did. Duh. Mm. Um, but Kelly's like kind of caught in the middle because she is like and i'm sure melissa is feeling this way too they just didn't interview her about this well maybe she's not because she hates mckenzie but (laughs) kelly says kelly says that she's happy for brooke but Paige is also kelly's daughter 
and she lost yeah so she's like i don't know and like that's gonna be awkward yeah really uh group awards right home yeah truly um uh group awards time they do third place they get to second place they get to first place and they announce a different group that's not the aldc and all the girls for a split second cheer and yeah. chloe gets yeah. up to get the award and has to sit back down. it's so awkward because it's, like, it's not them first off it was such a delayed reaction too they said the name and then a second or two yeah, later like, is when they oh, cheer it's not us yeah yeah it's really embarrassing but it's really funny um so yeah they they didn't place abby thinks it's because the kids weren't together i think it's because the vision was stupid yeah <laughs> and the judges were like this is creepy and weird it's too awkward do yeah. not reward them it's like the second episode of the first season, they the girls were dressed very inappropriately because that is kind of Abby's thing, mm-hmm. and she does that all the time. And Abby was like, "Oh, it's because they didn't they didn't place," and she was like, "It's because they didn't understand the vision." And I, oh my gosh, she's <laughs> no. yeah, she's crazy. I'm sure part of the score is being age appropriate. Exactly, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, before Liza interrupted me. Um, yeah, that's like they didn't place because they looked it it didn't fit, and the judges yeah. were uncomfy. Like it's not. It's a vision thing, bestie. Look inward. (laughs) Whatever. So they're sitting in the green room. The Joffrey man comes in. He talks to the whole group. He says there is a full scholarship to their summer program that they want to give based on an audition. And uh, all the kids get invited. And there's no pressure. They're all going to New York yeah. next week. This was stupid. He mentions the yeah. open audition. He says it's an open like, that they definitely probably, already knew about. That's, that's probably why they ADR'd the like the thing in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, they already they only found out at the end. Yeah, they so were dumb. like, hey, this they're having an open audition. I bet that guy doesn't even work for that ballet company. And they <laughs> just were like, just hey, like, hey, some recruiter. man, come in here and say this thing at the end of the episode that we that's already why, know about, but let's make it a big deal. That's well, why but they kept then, putting the title up in front because oh, they wanted to like, believe it. Oh, this guy. He yeah. definitely works for them. <laughs> it's like, it's just like talent scout in parentheses we swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he seriously is. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, but then Abby says, like, no matter how they place, my kids have undeniable talent. What about five minutes ago when you said they were awful? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's like giving me a personality complex and I'm not even there. <laughs> yes. Like, do you like me? Do you not like me? It's crazy. Am I good? Am I bad? It's like, gaslighting. Like, yeah. that is what it is at its finest. It's like, or it's it's really what it is, is negging. Yeah. Right? Where, like, men typically will cut down women because they think it makes them more attractive. Yeah. It's like, Abby's like, well, I'm going to tell you that you're awful and that you're only good with me. Yeah. So that they will love me and stick with me and, like, solve it's for so superiority. So sad, yeah. It's so stupid. Was that worth the wait, though? Worth waiting for golf, golfman? <laughs> <laughs> worth waiting for Joffrey? Yeah, that's No. Waiting no. for golfman? I don't know. Okay, song time. Before we do this, I want to remind the listeners that I have a playlist of all of the songs that are mentioned in all of my episodes. I put it together. It's on my Spotify. The playlist name is called uh, the it's called. Hang on. I don't want to say it and it be wrong. The Pyramid Bops. (laughs) So it's all it currently has. Let's see. It's three hours long. Oh, my gosh. It has all the songs that have ever been mentioned, minus the Buick theme that me and Audrey (laughs) talk about. That's like kind of a banger. Um, it's not on here because it's not a real song, but everything else is on here. Any song that we even like mention in this like in segment is on like last week, for example, we talked about two different versions of the song Peace Train by Peace Train by Cat Stevens. Um, so both versions are on, even though we like Audrey's song of the week was only one. So anyway, that. 
they're all there. The pyramid bops. It is available on Spotify. So, uh, and the ones we talk about now are also going to be added. So who wants to go first? What song? And again, this used to be a song or this used to be a segment where you would promote a song that you think would make a good dance mom song. But if it doesn't, and it's just a song you like, that's fine too. Faith, you want to go first? I guess so. Um, this new artist, well, I'm going to say new because I want to be first, but she actually was popular on <laughs> what a TikTok hipster. for a while. Oh, her name is Maddie Zam, and she just came out with a song called You Might Not Like Her, and it's basically about talking to your younger self and saying, like, you might not like who I am now, but I do, because mm-hmm. the person you were when you were younger is obviously different than the person you are as an adult, and I've just been listening to it on repeat, and I can't get over how good it is. It's a banger. So, Play it into the microphone. Okay. I'm going to add it right now. Here it is. It is just so good. And JD said this off mic. Tell your opinion, because it was a good one about this song. Oh, yeah. I said it would be a great... uh, dance uh lesson for all those little girls yeah yeah instead of drunk driving or texting (laughs) or like body image taking you yeah that is a great that would be a great replacement experience yeah Yeah. for real um the song i have is a song called free by cat burns have you heard this song no have you heard the song okay it's it's about like cat burns um coming out experience and she's she's like addressing it to like uh like this amorphous kind of like family or like mom mm-hmm. or other people kind of thing um this like kind of audience and she talks about like i if you only knew how scared i was to tell you but like and you would say keep it on the low nobody needs to know but she's like but i have heard oh it my God, that was- <laughs> to turn you down a little bit bestie sorry. so excited okay. it's just loud in my headphones <laughs> i'm sorry no it's okay i it's heard fine. it on tiktok and it's really playing good. it at a show and i was it. like oh my gosh i'm gonna fast forward a little bit to the chorus I'm scared i was to tell you and a lie for lies can be tired so i choose the truth but you would say keep it on the door I love this song. It is so good. It's and it is such I a forgot good feeling. I heard it the other day, like, and I was so hype. It it builds this like this like really intense like fear like that's being articulated, and then when it gets to being free, it like mm-hmm. tonally shifts, which is really nice. Um, and also like I unfortunately uh, my life is um, dictated by a gorilla grip of heterosexuality i was trying to i was waiting to see how you were gonna express that 
if sexuality was a choice why the hell would i pick to be attracted to men <laughs> happy pride that's what i'm gonna happy pride everybody, those were two queer <laughs> artists happy that's true month. well but i like this i like this song objectively as a song yeah, i like so it good. as like her writing about her experience mm-hmm. i am also currently and like we'll probably be going through a lifelong period of deconstructing christianity and i like this song through a liberal lens because we live in the most conservative place ever right and this idea of like don't tell people you're a liberal don't tell people that you're an affirming christian but that's a new take i like it it's dumb for me to not tell people that and now that i don't keep it a secret that i'm a lib yeah it's like such a great it's like such a relief that like honestly i'm not gonna not talk about this anymore yeah i you love know? that and it's just it's groovy yeah so it's, it's great a good song i like it jd what you got all right well i got a song that just actually got popular again uh because of stranger we things. are such hipsters yeah is um, it running up that hill it is oh yes. yeah honestly any kate bush song i think would make a good one um just because she's great um i'm but- adding it to the playlist Good, good. Here, I'm, a deal I deal with God. I love that song. Um, <laughs> you know what's it? funny? Yeah, I'm about to. Uh, I wanted to think if I should mention this stuff. You know what's funny is uh, I learned about this song like right before Stranger Things came out mm-hmm. because of a YouTube video about Sonic. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. This was playing in it. This is not a Sonic podcast. I know JD. it's not, but I had to get it in once. <laughs> get out. And it was relevant. But JD anyway. has a Sonic costume that he regularly wears it's to a joke. movie premieres. It's a bit. It's hilarious. It's thank you. I think it's very funny. I, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I tried to fast forward the course. I don't know where I am at, but. It's that song that's everywhere on TikTok. It is a yeah. group. I didn't it's know so you were going to pick such a good song. That's a good one. <laughs> you have a talent for making me think it's going to be a comment or a compliment. Has the has the best backhanded compliments ever. They always start out as compliments and then they make me sad. Can I say the thing about? Can I say the go one she it, said? Yeah. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> I'll cut it out if you want me to. No, no, no. Go for it. It's funny. Okay. So the like other day, jerk. the squat. Yeah, you are, and it's hilarious. <laughs> the other day, a squat of us was hanging nice. out. And we were talking about JD's like uh, dating. Yeah, his love life is dating like, you know, a landscape. And and, and we were, somebody at our table was like, oh, like good for JD, whatever. And Faith dead ass looks at this person and says, JD gets way more girls than you would expect. It took me a second more to like girls. Exactly. That. It's like JD like, wow, gets, so gets more girls and it's like, oh, that's a compliment yeah. that than you would expect. And, and you're like, wait, wait, like, what do you like, expect? That and one of our friends who is the the nicest, most non-confrontational person, I told her that story. And she was like, that is so mean. <laughs> I want to be the nice one. No, I want more girls than you would expect. I don't yeah. realize how mean it is until it comes out of my mouth and I'm like, you're such a jerk. That's fair. <laughs> I'm glad we're close enough that you don't think about what you say before you say it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's like the only thing I don't overthink all day is what I'm about to say to you. That's fine. That's fine. I take it as a badge of honor. Um, I had a professor in college who used to give backhanded compliments really easily. And I went through a phase in college where I was like cutting my hair a lot and dyeing it different colors and like being an arts kid and like whatever. We all had that. We all had that. And there was a day that I came in to a rehearsal with like a different hair color and my professor of theater looked at me and he went, 
your hair is always an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Maybe Those I don't always know. make me feel the worst. So I'm hate. I hate that I'm the person that does it because you're it like so funny. Oh, that was so nice. And then it makes you feel bad five minutes later. And you're like, dang. <laughs> so funny. Well, dang. Thank you guys for doing this with me. Yeah, thank course. you for listening. I thought the other day about a thing to say to like as an outro for my audience. And I couldn't think of anything funny, like to end, like equip to end like the podcast with. And I didn't really feel like that was appropriate either. So then I was like, okay, well, what do I want to hear from people? Because I listened to a recap podcast about Glee, which is the reason I started doing this in the first place. It's called Recovering Gleek. It's very funny. <laughs> Lena and Ian are my favorite. Um, and at the end, Lena will give you a consensual forehead kiss, which is really oh, sweet. And I was yeah. like, I need something because that makes me feel good. Like, I don't know, like a moment of tenderness right before the end of the episode. Yeah. So I started thinking like, well, what do I want to hear from people? Like, what is something if I were a listener that I would want to hear? So listeners, my guests, yeah, I love you and I'm proud of you. Aww. That is so sweet. <laughs> everybody listening, everybody in the world that listens to this no matter when it is, I love you and I'm proud of you. Yeah, Aww. we all that's what that. I, I think everybody needs to hear that a little bit more yes, often. Yes, I so. love yeah. it. Dang. Um, follow me on all the social medias. They're all, uh, they're going to be in the end bumper. I have a TikTok account now too. It's called the, it's at the pyramid podcast. Um, send me emails, send me voicemails, all those fun things. Yeah. Cool. Any parting thoughts? I love you and I'm proud of you. Period. <laughs> I hope your pyramid is more top than bottom. <laughs> your pyramid is top heavy. <laughs> love that. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.